This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Meet Allison, teammate at Truist Bank. Hi. She was born to care and she always had your back. You could say that. Like that time back in the mid 80s when she spotted Stacy Kaminsky with her new perm and a car was coming, about to hit a puddle. So Allison jumps in front of the splash, just in time to protect Stacy's fresh curls. Look, I had to do it. A wet perm just doesn't work. Today, Allison's a teammate at Truist, the bank that starts with care. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Learn more at truist.com care. Truist Bank, member FDIC. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen and Giannis Janais. This is our post-match show of Foam's 2-0 loss to Manchester City at Craven Cottage on Saturday. We have a lot to talk about in regards to this match, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome the guys back to the show. It's been a little while. First, Mr. Janais, how's everything up in Canada? Fantastic. Great to be back in the greatest Fulham podcast show on the planet. It's good to have you back, Giannis. Thank you, Mikey. Mr. Cohen, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, let's just enjoy it. Last couple of matches in the <laughs> Premier League for for who knows how long. The six winnable matches. We're never going to beat the likes of City, Liverpool, and Chelsea ever, ever again, maybe. But you know, at this point, let's. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter about the relegation corner that's going to come up in the in the following weeks. I'm embracing it. You know. Yep. Let's 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 have fun with it. let's have some gals. Let's enjoy the end. I think Fulham. Enjoy the end. Yeah, and actually. One thing I would say about the game, as you guys all saw, the olaying we had. Yes. We finally started the other passing. It was a little bit embarrassing, but at the end of the day, that's full of this for me. That's, that's banter. You know, that's, that is what this club's all about. We make fun of ourselves. We have a laugh. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all, we're all love football. We all love Fulham. And this club will, will survive, whether we're in the top flight or not. Okay. Giannis, opening thoughts on the match yesterday. Man City um, are – I think probably pound for pound the best club side in the world, uh, and I'm not going to yeah, disagree with that. Yeah, and you saw why yesterday. I mean, the, the, the starting eleven is incredible to watch. You got you got players, you know, Mares and Fernandinho and Sane and Jesus that can come off the bench. Guardiola's Guardiola plays the best. His teams played the best football I've ever seen in the Premier League. I think they're just an incredible squad of players. And, you know, that's going to be one of the things to miss because you get the chance to watch them, you know, week in, week out. And, um, you know, I thought the 2 nothing scoreline is not certainly not a bad result. And no one needs to be ashamed when you look at a team like that. We really only we made a few errors, but two big mistakes. Yep. And world-class teams punish you. Um, I thought we worked hard yesterday, but Man City are just such a, such a great team to watch. It's a joy. 
They are a joy to watch. I just wish it wasn't against Fulham like that. But you know what? It's a great team, and it's going to go down to the wire between them and Liverpool. And uh, right now, uh, I'm still going to hair up my behind with Liverpool. I still call them cheater pool. I'm not going to give that up because <laughs> of what happened. So for me, I actually, you know, it's funny because I have a lot of friends that are Liverpool supporters, but because of what happened at Craven Cottage, I'm actually hoping Man City wins. So, uh, because I don't want to see Cheaterpool get their reward here for uh, cheating out Fulham. So, uh, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. All right, my <laughs> thoughts on this match is, is interesting because I actually interviewed Richard Burns a couple of days before, and uh, you know, I gave my prediction. I said three nil. He said three nil, and I ma- made some weird prediction to go along with it. I said 3-0, and I said, well, if, if it's any less, it's better. So I guess it's 2-0 is better than 3-0. So I don't know what I actually meant by that. I just thought the lesson of the blow, you know, than, than 3-0. So I think 2-0 is against Man City. I think that's an accomplishment. It's bizarre to say because that team is so good. But I would also say they were in cruise control, guys, and I think you'll agree with me on that, that it could have oh, yeah. been a lot worse. But I, I want to say I want to give Fulham credit for keeping the score down. But I think it was a combination of both. I don't think Man City were off to the races after they got their two goals. I think they just basically could do whatever they want. So, But in the end, it was always going to be tough. And I just wanted to see effort. And I wanted to see if they could keep the score down. And they actually, believe it or not, kept the score down. I was not expecting anything from this match. And we got to see, like, Giannis, you said one of the best teams in not just the league, in the world. And uh, I think that they have a good chance to win the league because they have this game in hand. So I I think that, again, that's just my opinion on that. And, uh, guys, what I'd like to do just to get us going to talk about this match, Emilio and Joe actually did full-time yesterday. They did a great job right after the match, right outside of Craven Cottage, and they had some talking points from this match and I thought I would share them with you once again and get your thoughts on it. There are different things during the match. And I want to start here, Giannis. I want to get your thoughts and Max and then I'm going to go to you. What did you make of Ryan Babel getting the captain's R band after Tom Kearney? I want your thoughts on it and then I'll go to Max. I, I found that a curious decision. I didn't like it. Um, and I like what Scott Parker's done so far, but for me, you never give a loney the captain's armband. Just it's just me. Just I, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't, I just don't think it's appropriate. I think with the sort of season that he's had, I would have loved to have given Ryan the last twenty minutes in the captain's armband. How great would that have been? Um, exactly. Me, yeah, I think that would have been a nice, a really nice touch. Uh, it wasn't the B. Um, I'm not really sure what thinking was in, in terms of Scott Parker in terms of the handing off. But um, on reflection, I think you'll probably view that as a mistake. And that's something he's a young manager and he'll learn from that. But uh, Babel, for me, has never, ever been a captain. And for Sessignon, it would have been a really nice um, a show of faith and a, a show of gratitude that although things haven't gone well this year, he's very much part of our plan. And we believe forward. in him. And we believe in him as a young player because remember, remember that he's still only 18. Right. And that's kind of my thought process on this. Max, over to you, because I know that we're focusing on something that maybe some might think is not a big deal. But for me, I just don't understand giving it to Ryan Babel. He's not going to be at Fulham after six more matches. He's not going to be here. He's going to be gone. That's going to be the end of his Fulham career. He's just, again, here to the end of the season. Why not give it to Ryan Sessian? That makes a statement. And as we go into next season, the planning for next season, maybe that puts a little bubble in Ryan Sessignon's head. Listen, this team believes in me. They're my club. Maybe I want to stay at my club. What are your thoughts? It was, it was baffling. I mean, Bobo, I mean, although he's, he's not technically a loanee, we signed him on a permanent deal, but only six months. So he's the closest thing you can get to a loanee without being a loanee. Exactly. He's a short-term player. And Sessignon is the opposite of that. Sessignon is probably the longest-term player I think we have. He's been with us since he was 9 or 10. He loves the club. He's the one player, no matter what happens, claps the fans and taps the badge right over his heart. He's a player who plays with the most passion, like cares the most. Like he's, he's generally devastated, I think, when Fulham lose. While right. for Bobble, I, I think he's sad, but he just sees Fulham as a stepping stone in his career. He's going back to Turkey. 
Everyone knows he's going to go to another. He's not. He's not going to stay in Fulham, as you guys said. Sessegnon, you know, yeah, sure, he might leave in the summer or, or later, but this is all he knows in, in his in his career, basically. Fulham's his club, and to not give it to Seth, I, I was baffling. And and it, to me, I mean, listen, if they don't trust him, that says something else. That he's quiet. He's not a leader. He is only 18, but it would have been so nice to see him get his armband on his 100th professional appearance, no less. I mean, what an achievement for an 18-year-old. That's just worrying. I mean, he really should have gotten it. And for Babel, who he's a striker. Normally, you don't have attacking players have, a, have the armband unless they're really special. It, it was very odd. And listen, it obviously wasn't the biggest moment of the match, but it was the one that I think might have been the most meaningful. Right. Because if I'm Sessegnon and I get snubbed for that, what, what am I thinking about my future? Obviously, it's not the biggest deal, sure, but it's symbolic, I think, of something else. It is, Max. And <laughs> what's interesting, because you brought up talking about the quietness of Ryan Sessegnon, that he isn't a leader, an outspoken leader. Well, neither is Tom Kearney. So yeah, what's the it. difference? Exactly, exactly. And I, as you saw, when McDonald came on, he picked up the armband. Now, now that's, if it was a question of McDonald or Sessegnon, I'm okay with giving it to McDonald. Oh, He's so the am I. leader on the pitch. Kevin McDonald's a leader. Exactly. But it was Bobble versus – it was very, very odd. Yeah. Um, and – I think it would have been a very good moment. Imagine that. Session puts on the armband. The cottage is cheering right. him. I mean, that's such a great moment. And, and it was really denied us in a season full of very bad moments. It's been such a poor season. It would have been a nice gesture. And exactly. I don't know what the thought process was in regards to giving it to Babel, but I just think that was a mistake. And that's just the way I look at it. All right, guys. Another talking point from full time was the booing of Andre Sherla. Now, Andre Sherla, you know, again, he scored a decent amount of goals for Fulham, but uh, he's been a second I guess top you could scorer. Say a, what was that? Second top scorer. I That's right. Goals in the league. That's right. He yeah. Listen, he's a polarizing figure amongst Fulham supporters. I understand that. But, Max, I'm going to go to you, and we've talked about this before. I don't like booing players. That's just me. What are your thoughts about Andre Sherla getting booed at Craven Cottage? I'm with you. I, I hate booing players. Even when I was at the Huddersfield match, I didn't boo Kamara. You never boo one of your own when they're on the pitch, you know. It's just not right. But Shrula, when was the last time he played? Um, must have been before the West Ham match, right? Right. It's, it's been a while, and he's been sick with a virus. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have many viruses that last, you know, for a month. <laughs> and I think he's a pretty healthy guy. He's a professional footballer. So, a little bit. so I think okay. that played a big part in that this guy's here. He gave the interview to the German press that, you know, might have been misconstrued. He essentially said, I didn't expect to be in a relegation fight. His entire attitude, the entire season has been, I'm above this. this I'm, I don't want to stoop to Fulham's level. I'm a World Cup winner. I don't want to be in the struggling club. I'm better than that. That's his entire mentality. He might not have said that with his words, but his performance on the pitch very clearly say that. I, I can understand the frustration. We, he kind of is everything that's wrong with the club this year, right? We brought him into high expectations. And he hasn't been up for the fight. Not at all. He's alone as well. I think we'll probably leave the end of the season. And he just represents, I think, general dissatisfaction with the transfers and with the effort this year. So, again, never condone booing. I think that was a mistake to boo him. But I can understand why people did it. Because it's Andre Sherla and he is so polarizing and just so devoid of any fight. He's, he's the opposite of Sessegnon, you know. Sessegnon okay. loves the club. I don't think Sherla could care less. Couldn't care less. Okay. Giannis, your thoughts about the booing of Andre Sherrill when he came on? Well, the, the signing has turned out to be a, a you know, round peg in a square hole. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, you know, I, I think I read somewhere that he might have had glandular fever. I'm not sure if that was true. But if he did have a serious illness, you know, and he's been off for this long, um, he's, he's had to deal with health issues. So he's come off the bench and you start booing him. No, I mean that's 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 just just not on. That's that's not on, and that's um. I mean, you, you get that unfortunately in every club, and I just it's not something. And actually linked to that, you know, it's sort of the, I've not had a chance to the, the Tony Khan, um, bile and bilge and vomit that's been going on the internet, and we've all had our opinions about Tony Khan's performance as director. Right. He spent a lot of money, and it's not worked out. And we've been quite rightly cynical and critical of him. But when you've got fans going on social media, 
coming out with some disgusting comments, and that's the only way you can say Yeah, that's crossing the line big time. It's absolutely, absolutely disgusting. They're not Fulham fans. Go and support Chelsea. It's disgusting. I mean, it, it, I mean, it just, it's, I find it, it, um, it's heartbreaking and deeply, deeply offensive when yep. you're making very firm. I mean, there was one of the comments was basically accusing Tony Khan of bestiality, and and that is so far over the line um, that it's just it's it's incomprehensible. So, yep. back, I mean, back to Sherlock, unacceptable. Don't like to see that. Don't want to see that. We don't have. I don't have any time for fans like that. If that's what you're going to do, do us a favour. Go down. Go down. Let's. SW6 and support the other club. Don't yeah. support our team. Yeah, and uh, I just want to mention this because my friend Claire actually tweeted something out that she was basically, I don't have the tweet in front of me, she, she was not happy of, of the Boeing, and she got some criticism for it. And uh, I just still don't understand it, that they would be criticizing her for pointing out something about Boeing your own player. And uh, Claire didn't deserve that, but that's what fans do on social media. They just go at each other. And Claire was just pointing out that she supports Fulham and doesn't like our own players being booed. And I'm there with her, and you guys are, are there with me as well. I understand he's a polarizing figure, but I just will always disagree with booing your own players. I'll, I'll never yeah. understand that. Yeah, and if Claire's listening to this podcast, you know what? I, I wouldn't take it personally because people that – People that do this are village idiots. They they think they're funny because they can do it behind a keyboard, yep. you know. Or I mean, and it, and it doesn't make them tough. It doesn't make them rough. It makes them. It just makes them. It just morons. They're just morons. Yeah, because, and, not, and they do it, and they do it because they know they can do it from three hundred feet away. Exactly. Clearly came up and did it. Sherlock came up to the one on one. They go <laughs> scoring like rats. So you know, yep. Claire. Um, you know what? Classy of you, but I wouldn't take any notice of these morons. I'm there with you, Giannis. All right, one more talking point, then we will talk about the uh, starting 11 and the 18. Both Joe and uh, Emilio, actually Emilio off air, talked a great deal about the play of Nguisa in this match and that basically he's coming into his own. And I want to get your thoughts on his performance. And also, do you see Nguisa as a player that Fulham will keep, could be a big part of Fulham next season in the championship? Max, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts about Nguisa? Because now he's had a couple of good performances. Once you disagree with his performance against Man City, I think he's uh, doing a decent job and maybe st- starting to come good a little bit. Yeah, I think I was certainly one of the ones to really criticize him at the beginning of his tenure because he came with a big price tag, the big expectations from Marseille, and he, quite frankly, didn't live up to them. But I think a lot of that can be put down to, as we've talked about before, him being put in an unfamiliar situation, playing as a lone central midfielder, that's not his best position. And we see him utilize, you know, with another midfielder alongside him, much more effectively. Yep. So I think he has been massive. He's a strong player. He's showing some better touches. He still has the, the very bad habit of just kicking the ball out of bounds or trying to dribble on a lot of people in a bad situation. He doesn't hold onto the ball that I think a Fulham player in our best system should. That's something he can work on. Uh, that being said, if he was in the championship with us, certainly I think he'd be very clearly a higher quality than most championship players. I don't That's think he's right. quality just yet, but he's a young player. But right. again, I've said this before, if I'm Angisa, I just can't see him staying with us in the championship. I'm not saying we'll sell him, because I don't think we're, we could probably lose a lot of money if we sell him this summer. We're not right. going to get anywhere near $30 million or $35 million. But I just see him going out on loan to another team on the continent in the top division, maybe in France. Maybe not back to France or Spain or Italy or Portugal. Another league that's maybe better suited to his style of play. I would just be very surprised if he's playing for us in the championship, you know, come on. Okay. Very interesting there. Giannis, your thoughts on Nguisa in this match and moving forward? Well, I don't think the performances, you know, taken as a whole would merit his right to even want to, to have the chance to play in a top division in Italy or France. He's played well the last few games, but let's be honest, he's played. It's been a colossal waste of money if you take it on the right. based on the body of work that he's getting. On the body of work, right. but it does it does get food for thought because we've got Kevin McDonald here next year, and, and with right. Stephanie Hanson, I believe we've got the option the option to sign him for one more year. And I think with 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 Anguissa, um, he's got the, the opportunity to be absolutely dominant in the championship. And if that's you my point, those, right? Yeah, and I think that's if you look at you take that, I think that would be 
um, that would obviously be a good thing. I, I don't, if I'm Fulham, I'm not thinking of, oh, well, the loan thing, okay, so they pay the wages, but then you're still at some point going to have to sell him, and you're not going to sell him for anywhere near as much. No. You bought him unless he had, you know, some ridiculous season. Let's right. say you get into a Marseille, you know, uh, as an example. I'm hoping he stays. Um, but as Scott Parker admitted in the week, they've already started making plans before, which is probably the best news that's come out in the yeah, last few weeks. absolutely. So I'm hoping that Angus is part of those plans. And um, he, he played well yesterday. He does, he does have the odd, brain, the odd brain fart, though, where you just sort of go, well, what, what are you doing? Um, but I think uh, for many players, it takes, it takes a year or so to get used to the English style uh, of play. There's also the climate in London as well. So um, we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, he did have a good game yesterday for sure. Yeah, okay. Quickly on the starting 11 and the 18, overall, obviously, Fulham had injuries that did not see them play two players, Surrey and bigger one, obviously, being Mitro. That was the uh, shocker there. Max, thoughts on the starting of the and the 18 when you saw it an hour before? I have a funny feeling not seeing Mitrovic. You probably had a bad feeling in your stomach. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and also, you know, no re necessary. I think international duty took its toll yeah. on those three players. Um, it was odd to see Foster Mensa back in there in, in that in a strange role. It was, it was the back three, back five. No one really knew when yeah. it was announced. Uh, and then Aita getting another start was interesting. He's But he, I thought he was... <laughs> Let me, let me be honest, I thought he was one of our best attacking players, which isn't saying okay. much because we had no attack, but he had some nice touches. No shots and, on target. And apart from, yeah, yeah, and apart from that, you know, it was it was a very bad defense. I mean, I just every time we play against the top side, I mean, Man City is, yep. I think, the best team in England. Look at that back five or, or back three. Look, at, however you want to look at it. Joe Bryan, Foster Mensa, yep. Lamarchand, um, and we had, we, we had like, so who else was I mean, the point was, I'm, I have a brain fart right now, but the point is, it was nowhere near the quality that's anywhere going to be close to containing those guys. I mean, what right. chance do we have if, if that's, and Osiris Christie, yeah, how could I forget? We have no chance. And to be fair, they weren't terrible, but when you give away the ball like we did, just under no pressure, yep. that's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to concede goals, and, and sure. you can't be surprised that this happens because it's just a train wreck waiting to happen. Right. Good stuff there, Max. Giannis, over to you. Well, I was a very I was very disappointed that certain players didn't make the squad. Uh, I was hoping Richard Stearman would make a, an appearance. Um, <laughs> I was hoping that Zachary Matilla would be in there. No, no sign of um, Michael Madler. I don't know where he was. Um, you know, Jamie O'Hara I thought would have been fit by now. And Emma's, you know, Rowan Ince. I mean, I thought he'd always got the thing. <laughs> Oh boy, um, yeah. No, you know what? Um, I looked at it and went, "Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, both Mensah and Chris, Christie standing next to each other at a bus stop. That's always good for a laugh." Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's probably the best eleven we could have put out there. Yeah. Um, you know, number eleven is number eleven. It shall remain nameless. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I was more worried about looking at the Man the Man City lineup. Was oh, of course. Yeah. You know, you're looking at it and you're going, um, "It's ridiculous." Actually, I was thinking, I don't know if you guys saw um, highlights of um, yesterday was the opening game of the stadium at uh, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It was uh, Tottenham Legends versus Inter Milan Legends. And uh, Paul Gascoigne came off the bench for Tottenham and got this incredible reception. Oh, that's great. Everybody loves uh, Gaza. And I think Gaza might have made our lineup yesterday. I might have called him up (laughs) to give us 20, 30 minutes and have some fun. We weren't going to score many with a 5-4-1. It was damage limitation from before the game. It was during the game. And in the end, 2 nothing. you can't really argue with. Um, I'm wondering if, um, you know, I'm wondering if Ryan Sessegnon might have been maybe given some time. Would have been nice. Um, no, sorry, not Ryan. Uh, Stephen Sessegnon. You mean Stephen? Yeah, yeah. it would be nice if he came off the bench. Yeah. But no complaints, really, about the, uh, the lineup. Not a lot we could do there. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, let's talk about the first half. And, Max, I'm going to go to you right away. Before I do, I do want to mention this, that uh, I was lucky enough, Emilio and I, to interview Robbie Earle, part of the NBC sports team that was actually here in Boston doing uh, Premier League mornings. They, it was an incredible weekend here. You might be aware that I was actually interviewed during the week for Premier League in the USA. Actually, I believe uh, my interview is going to be on PremierLeague.com. Sometime 
in the upcoming week. I'm hoping that it uh, comes up there, and it was uh, quite an honor. I, I was not able to go to uh, the Cask and Flagon for the Premier League morning with Fulham playing Manchester City, but there were some Fulham fans there. But the point that I want to make is that Robbie Earl was there. And before that, I had Robbie Earl on the show. Well, back in December, someone else interviewed Robbie Earl, and his name was Max Cohen. And Max asked Robbie Earl some very good questions. So I went back and I listened back to Max's interview with Robbie Earl in preparation to have him on. And he asked him some very good questions. He, he was talking about him being this Claudia Ranieri fan. He talked about Alfie Moss and he talked about a bunch of things. But the one thing that stood out and I asked the same question Max asked, and, the, and this goes to talking about the first half. I asked, I said, Max asked you back in December. How do you stop these individual errors? Because they were going on back then, they've continued. And and he had a similar answer back with Max that he had again with me. What's funny about this, and we're going to talk about the first half just now, because, again, individual errors. Robbie Earl at halftime of the match for NBC was talking about Fulham's performance, and he talked about individual mistakes. And I thought of my interview, and I thought of you, Max. So I just wanted to mention that because you were the first one to bring that to his attention. Next thing I know, he's talking about it on NBC Sports. So, Max, I know we're rushed for time here. Let's talk about the first goal from Manchester City. And guess what? It was an individual error. Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I'm really glad to back that up because it's, it's what totally killed our season. And I actually – went back through it and, and looked through the entire season. I saw, many, I saw that. It's about 29. It, it, it's a huge 29. Thing. Basically, Falsu Mensa, he's under no pressure. And he just plays it in the field. And I, you can't fix that. And I think that's when maybe I can take blame and, and other people can take blame for harping on about the managers. Because, yes, managers had an impact on this season. And some hurt us and some helped us. But no manager can stop a player. From doing that, he just gave it right to City. And we said schoolboy. It's not schoolboy. It's nothing. It's just a complete lack of concentration. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing at the club, that there's a club climate that of just not excellence, of not perfection, of letting standards slip at training. Because no professional footballer ever should be doing that. Certainly not on a consistent basis. And it's not the first time it's happened this season. And if you give a team like Nancy that chance, they're going to take it. And it was very similar to happened against Leicester when it was Nordvite who gave the yep. ball right away to Madison, and immediately he unleashes Vardy and they, and they score. And this time, time and time again. We give it away right away. Immediately, Silva scores. The second goal, Brian underhits that pass. Immediately, Aguero scores. And you know what's going to happen. You're playing against the best team in the world with some of the worst defenders in the division. It, 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 it's, it's not going to end well for us. And no. I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways I'm going to take away from the season is that individual errors something you really can't coach. No. Players just not doing their job. I, I really like to say that with, with the Patriots, yeah. but ever, oh. it's just a complete dereliction of duty. Just and do your I job. I don't know how to fix that. And there are no easy answers to that. Three managers, yep. a lot mm-hmm. of losses, all goes conceded, and we're still making these same errors. It, it's, yeah. it's baffling. And again, what was funny about all this is Robbie Earl just, you know, talking about it twice, once with you, once with me, and then, well, I guess a third time on NBC Sports. And that seems to be the theme of Fulham season, individual errors. That's why I wanted to save that for you, my friend, because you're the one that started the discussion on it. And like you said, you wrote an article about it, so good for you. No, you have to run, Max. Thanks for joining us for this show. And Thank you so much, and I guys. will finish yeah. it up. Take care, right. guys, Bye. Bye, Max. Bye, Max. Whether taking a road trip to the beach heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. All right. Giannis, I want to get your thoughts. Max shared his about these individual errors. First, you have Fosamensa, as Max said, and then the second one, you also have Kearney making an error, and then, of course, you have Joe Bryan, and this team's going to kill you. And In fact, the first time 
Fulham play Manchester City. It started off that way. So it's just this baffling situation that it continues. And as Max said, it's do your job. Why does this continue to happen over and over and over again? I'm not really sure. I mean, if you look at the 29 goals we've conceded this year from individual errors, how many of them would have actually been goals in the championship? And and, and I would say that um, probably less than 10. And I think that's the huge reason why you've got such an, a ridiculous gulf between the championship and Premier League, and notwithstanding Wolves, who um, have done a really clever job in terms of acquisition of players and the philosophy yeah. of style, which has really, really taken off. The, they've been an absolute revelation this year. Um, you got players that that just don't aren't you know just aren't the greatest of thinkers and they make poor decisions yep. and that, for that reason they're not Premier League quality players. But having said that, when you're playing a team like Man City, I mean that goal, the second goal in particular by Aguero, was was that was insanity. Yeah, sublime. And yes. that's and that's you know it's um you tip your cap to that because that was incredible. Yeah, and it's um really ordinarily. A mistake by Brian, that pass, shouldn't really be punished the way it is, but against the best teams in the world, it will be. And, um, okay. you know, the so only we... way you can really the only way you yep. can correct that, Russ, is not have them here, in a way. I mean, you can do it on the training field, but, but they can't be, you know, whenever we're ever back at this level, you can't have players like that who mentally aren't strong enough to be disciplined not to make those decisions. And unfortunately, right. the have killed us this year. And, and that's why we're second from bottom with 17 points. Right. But what's interesting about this, when I think about this, because the easy answer to say it was, well, it's a talent issue, right? Because you have uh, teams that have much more talent. But why are teams like Crystal Palace, Watford, who former are about to play, why are they not making these individual errors on a regular basis like Fulham, Giannis? Go ahead. You know, I was going to say, I think that I think it's because that that uh, I, I don't mean this. This isn't derogatory, but the thing because it's you know you're some of the parts. But Palace and Watford are proper professional teams. We lost twice to Palace, and in both games, in the first game of the season at the Cottage in particular, really really professional performance. Uh, that you know they, they don't tend to make mistakes. Uh, they don't mind opposition controlling the play, but where there are mistakes, they've got the transition game that will hurt you. Yep. And that, that's a, that, and that's all part of a philosophy, you know, that's gone that's gone quite a ways back. And when you've got three head coaches in, you know, the matter of months, and you've got different styles. I mean, Slavija was obviously very very different from what Ranieri brought in, and and now you've got you know a rookie in Scott Park who's finding his feet and. I'm actually rather excited about the Tuesday game up of Vicarage Road because that's a, a game that certainly you can get you can get a point and maybe even three. But it's different philosophies and different styles. And uh, unfortunately, we just don't have the quality. The money was spent on, you know, you, you're buying you're buying stuff from Walmart, but with Nordstrom prices. I mean, that's that's right. that's unfortunately what's happened, and we've just not had the quality and. At this level, if you make mistakes like we've made yesterday, guess what? You get punished. Let me throw this out to you because we're talking about a professional-run club. Yeah. What if Roy was the manager of Fulham? Do you think we'd still be making these individual errors? Uh, I think we'd have a much better chance. Um, I mean, you just have to look back to the interviews with, you know, Danny Murphy, you know, Zoltan Gerov, Bobby Zamor about every practice was repetitive it was right. the same thing and it was drilled in the only thing that i would counter is if you looked at that squad you know even with the benches that we had we had players that were fairly smart i mean you've got to look at, i mean and they're obviously smart because it wasn't just what we did in the premier league and the great escape was the fact that we got to a europa league final with this group of players that we have now i would question the, the mental capacity in terms mental of toughness. The of the game. Yes, in, within the speed of the game to be able to do what Roy Hodgson does. And, okay. Uh, and it's taken time for Hodgson, let's be honest. He's, he's yeah. had a struggle to start off with. And sometimes it doesn't fit. Hodgson went to Anfield and it, it, didn't, didn't, and it, didn't, and it didn't work. But I do think, um, but his style has got results all around the world. 
Absolutely. And, I think, and it's part, it's really based on discipline, self-discipline, yep. team discipline as well. I think we'd have a much better chance. Uh, but with this group of players, would we... Mm, well, I just say we, I think we'd have a much better chance of being near survival than we are now. Okay. Fair enough there, my friend. All right. So pretty much we're talking about the first half because obviously we're going to focus on the two goals. And uh, again, uh, Fulmer down 2-0 at the half. Giannis, let's talk about halftime. What's going through your mind at halftime before we talk about the second half and what you get out of it? Well, I thought, you know, I thought we'd had some some, some nice moments of possession. We're trying to work with the ball out, ball, ball around. Atmosphere at the, um, the, the, the college, I thought, was excellent. But I thought, you know, it's 2 nothing. We're not coming back from this. Um, it's damage limitation. And really, at the end of 90 minutes, if, you know, you've held City nil-nil uh, in the second half. And I think that's a plus um, with all the, the casualties that we had. But I just have to tip my hat to the man. So you, you just yeah. you call it the way it is. That there's an outrageously good team and so much fun to watch. And I hope they do win the league. They're a better, far better side than Liverpool. I watched Liverpool play Tottenham today, and to me, um, City just the transitional game and their their ability to quick pass and move in through the thirds is is is, is absolutely sublime. And they're a joy to watch. And you know, whatever team you support. You've got to yep. you've got to sit back and you know and, and marvel at, at what. Well, absolutely. I mean Sterling. He's, I mean Guardiola sends Sterling. I mean Sterling didn't have a very good game this week, but he turned him into a world class player. And his way is just is so attractive that that team's going to get better, not just because of Pep, but he's going to attract even better talent. Can you imagine what would happen if he got a Mbappe in? Um, oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, and that's very, and that is very possible. They've got owners, they've got owners of um, that have the money and they're willing to spend it. So yeah, um, but they're a fabulous outfit. And I thought, considered two nothing was probably a, a very good result for us. Okay, and you know what's funny about this? And going into these last two matches, I always thought that the tougher match was Manchester City. I thought it was a terrible matchup for form. And because I think that the superior team, talent-wise and probably just overall, is Man City. And I think that proved itself out. I don't think Fulham ever had a chance against Man City. I think even if Mitro is involved, they don't have a chance against Man City. They had a legitimate chance against Cheetahpool. I'm going to say that again. And they deserve something from that. They didn't deserve anything from this match, Giannis. They weren't good enough. They just certainly weren't good enough. But that has a lot more to do with Manchester City. So let me ask you, because you did talk about the second half. What stood out from you from the second half? I know not giving up any more goals and, and, and the fact that the match stayed 2-0 stands out, but was there anything that stood out from you with the second half performance? Well, I don't think City ever really left second gear. Um, True. And that's just, I, I, just, I mean, that's, that's uh, indicative of their quality. Um, we didn't quit. I mean, that's something we said couple of sort of laughing points in the second half. Every time a cross came in, I, I was scared to bits because I'm not sure I've seen Rico <laughs> catch the ball all year. I mean, it's, it's just like he couldn't, he couldn't catch a beach ball. And the second thing, I suppose the talking point, yeah. was um, the substitution of Tom Kearney and yeah. um, handing over the captain's armband to Ryan Babble, which, which, yeah. um, which I we talked Scott about. Park, yep. Yeah, Scott Parker's going to have to look back and he'll learn from that. Um, I was delighted to see Sessignon play 90 minutes. And I think Sess should play 90 minutes of every game for the rest of the season. It's going to be just the ability to end off the season on a high. And the high for him will to be get, to get lots of playing time. I thought he did very well in bits. And you can still see the quality evolving. And um, I'm actually... And if he is, he's going to be a scary force because he's going to have a point to prove. And he's only 18. He's got a long right. way to go. He's a long way to go, but uh, you know he um, thought he worked very hard. Um, we didn't quit, and that's uh, really the art. We have a new manager because he's going to set up infrastructure for the fall. Because before you know it, we're going to be we're going to be playing in the championship against I don't know Sunderland. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Yeah. Um, um, I thought the second half was was solid, but. You never, City were never in danger. Okay, excellent there, Giannis. All right, 
to finish up, you know, I was thinking about this because we could go through the stats. We could go through talking about Scott Parker. We could talk about there was a man of the match. I think at this point, that stuff really, I don't think is really interesting at this point. What's interesting is talking about what's coming up on Tuesday because this could be the end for Fulham. So I want to get your thoughts ending this show, talking about the upcoming Watford match. And um, what are your expectations here? Well, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a good match. I mean, I like, I like Watford. Um, it was a draw earlier college this year. That was an entertaining game as well. Um, I think as Fulham fans, it's been an absolute disaster but you, this year, but you've got to have a laugh as well. I hope that... Um, I hope that we adopt the same mentality as the Huddersfield Town supporters have done, which is they've embraced in the relegation. You know, Huddersfield were never expected to go up the Premier League. I don't think any of us expect, saw that coming. They lasted two years. You know, David Wagner, I thought, did a very, very good job with them. Yep. Um, and um, the Town fans are going to embrace, embrace this um, for the rest of the season. And I think, I think what's really good to see is that our game down at uh, Dean Court against Bournemouth is a sellout. And I think with the, you know, the last five games, we should, the fans should, should have some fun with it and get some good performances in. And then when the last kick is, is you know, when the whistle's blown for the last game of the season, um, just look forward and see, to see what's going to happen to get ready for, you know, for the championship. And, and yes, look, you know, last season we were there, went to Wembley. It's, it is 10 months ago we were at Wembley. But having said that, we'll have a number of players who are back at hand. Um, and we've got the option of bringing players like maybe a Steph Joe, a Boo Boo Camera, of course, could be coming back. You've got yep. um, you know, Rui Font. You've got players that could come back that will make our, our team decent. Um, and with acquisitions, and there'll always be the option, the option of that. Um, I think we should be in good shape, but just have some fun. If we right. get a point, brilliant. If we get three, fantastic. If we lose, we're down. It, it's yeah. only delaying the inevitable anyway if we win. So right. just enjoy the night, have fun, and uh, let's see if we can get something up at Vickers Road. See, I think you have the right mentality, Giannis, moving forward, because uh, I've been talking to people about this um, online a little bit, and basically I've accepted this a while ago. I, I didn't want to believe it. Back in October, November, that we were in trouble. Well, I've been proven wrong. But when it becomes pretty obvious that relegation is in front of your face, then you start to think, okay, fine. It's going to happen. Let's embrace it. Because I enjoy the championship. And this is different than when we went down last time. We're going down with probably a lot less points this time. But this is a different team going down. There are a lot of good players that Fulham could potentially keep or sell, they will have more flexibility this time when they go down, and they'll know what to expect this time going down. I don't expect there to be a situation like we did the last time we went down. In fact, I am looking forward to it because I think the championship could be very exciting for Fulham next season, Giannis. If they keep the right players that they can keep, and if they add to it, Next season could be a special season for Fulham in the championship because well, yeah. it could and be. I, yes, it could be. And if you look at the players that we had when we got relegated, and I'm just doing a little bit of a checkup here. Go take these, a look at that compared to this team. I'm looking at it. I'm looking, I mean, who can ever forget Gabo Kirali, Pants himself, um, <laughs> Tim Hoogland, our friend Timmy, the costest of leaders. Oh, I didn't mind him. Uh, oh, I forgot we had Seko Fofana. Oh, those were the days. Danny Guthrie, yeah, Kay, Kay Vossa, Michael Turner, James Husband, you know George. Well, it was George Williams. Yeah, um, Dan Byrne, Adil She. You know, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, it was actually looking at. This. Oh yeah, Elsad Veritic, <laughs> and of course everybody's face. You forgot one big name, yeah. I know. I'm coming to him now. You know, I am. And it's not Fernando Morietta. It's not Chris David. No, I know who it is. Mark Fotheringham, the great, (laughs) the great Mark Fotheringham. Scotland's answer to the Titanic. Except except went down quicker. 
Um, I mean, oh, that was boy. a terrible squad, and we yeah, needed a massive overhaul. Yeah, and, and then unfortunately, um, Felix then got into um, buying cheese to deal with injuries, and um, and all that sort of stuff. But we do have the infrastructure, right, Russ? We do. So, we do. That's why, you know, and again, when I, when, I'm sorry to break in, Giannis. When I look at the upcoming season, because I know that Tuesday could be the end for Fulham, but, you know, it's already happened. It, it, it's, it's inevitable. So I look at it this way, and I'm starting to think about, okay, how can they build the squad that can contend for automatic promotion, Giannis? Because that's what I'm looking at. And I think, again, this is going to be a true test to Tony Khan. And I think Tony Khan has a wonderful chance for himself to redo a lot of wrongs. You know, you know, again, he got a lot of things wrong. It's not from a lack of trying. He just got a lot of things wrong. Will he learn from his lessons? I hope he does. Because if he does, I think Fulham can have a special season next year. So I'm already thinking about that. I'm not thinking, oh, it's going to be what happened the last time we got down. I'm thinking the exact opposite. I think Fulham have a chance to win automatic promotion if they do the right things, getting back into the championship. I'm, that's the way I'm looking at it. They could do a Newcastle. They could do a Burnley, especially Burnley, who went down and then came straight back up. They could do that. I truly believe that because I think they have, as you said, Giannis, the infrastructure. They already have the players. If they need to sell them, they can get money to buy players to help them in the championship. Great. It will be a different situation this time around. I don't want to hear right now. I've already seen people saying, what if we go all the way down to League One? This team, I'm sorry, I would be shocked if we are in another relegation battle next season because just I cannot imagine it. But it's Fulham. Who, who knows, right, Giannis? Who knows? But I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Tuesday the rest of the matches, I'm going to enjoy the end of the season, and I'm going to really look forward to the championship. I'm not dreading it. I enjoyed the championship when Fulham were in it, and I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully Fulham can get back sooner than later back to the Premier League. But, Giannis, to finish up the show, I I, I do want to mention a a few things. As as I already mentioned this um, to you off air, and when I did this interview on Wednesday for – Premier League in the USA. Representatives for the Premier League were at my house. They're based here in the U.S. It's an agency that represents the Premier League. And they were meeting from fans in the Boston area. Again, just looking forward to the Fan Fest, which happened here. So they picked me. They came to my house, and we had a nice interview. But when I was really going through my foam story, they wanted to hear my foam story, and this is where you come in, is that while I was going through it, when we were talking about the people that I met through being a Fulham supporter, the, the podcast, I'm not friends with you without being a Fulham supporter, okay? You don't come on this podcast. We don't know each other. So I have so much to be thankful for from being just a Fulham supporter and then I decided to do a podcast. I had a blog before that, and I'm very fortunate for what I have. And Doing that interview brought it all together for me, and it reminded me of the friends I have now from that. We just talked to Max, Emilio, Mike, Greg. There are so many of them. Steve Lidgett, I'm just naming people. I, I don't want to leave anyone out, but I, but I do want to say this, that one special friend I got out of it lives in Canada, and that's you, my friend. You know, again, I don't know you without Fulham and specifically without this podcast. You wanted to be a part of it. It was one of the best decisions uh, I made was you getting in contact with me and you coming on the show. It's been pure pleasure having you a part of Cottage Tech. And uh, the show would never, ever be the same without you. Thank you, mate. And it works both ways because, you know what, without, um, you know, for fans like me that live thousands of miles away from the cottage, you know, g- gives us a, a chance to, 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 to laugh, to cry, to, to bitch, to moan. Yeah. And what have you and, uh, God, we've had lots of ups and downs, and but it's been it's been uh, it's been fantastic. And you know what? I was always look forward to coming to college talk. I wish I wish my job being the way it is, um, dealing with wonderful teenagers. Um, one thing I've learned in my job is that you never know what's going to happen. Things come from the field, but it's good to come on weekends and 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 uh, chat with you. All things form, even if this year has been a bloody joke. It's been terrible. 
awful, can't score. Leaky it's been horrible, Giannis, but regardless of how bad it's been, it's still a pleasure doing the show with you, being able to talk about Fulham, even though that they've been about as bad as you can be. Doesn't matter because we're Fulham fans. We're Fulham fans in Canada. We're Fulham fans here in Boston. We're Fulham fans all over the United States. We are all over London. We are all over the UK. We're all over the world. And that's what's great. This is a global family. And I'm just proud to be a part of it. And I just wanted to mention that, that uh, doing this interview just brought it all home, how lucky I am. All right, my friend. Great show. Thank you for for joining me. I also want to mention thank you to Max Cohn for joining us today. But I just again, thank you, everyone, for listening to Cottage Talk. This is a show that means a great deal to me. And just I appreciate you listening each and every show. But it is time to wrap this up. For Yana Janais, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Lift tickets, once proudly zip ties. Honda ski jackets everywhere. Now I've gone the way of the cassette. Why? Because of Epic Day Pass. It gives you the flexibility to build your own pass, all while paying up to 65% less compared to lift tickets. Just choose one to seven days to ski or ride throughout the season, then select your resort access. Vail, Breckenridge, Park City, and so many more. It's that easy. Yep, lift tickets had a good run. But so did fax machines. It's time for Epic Day Pass. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.